0: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
1: sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) hey what's up you guys
0: i'm Catherine, and i'm Haley, and we are saturdays for the ghouls a podcast on the pod moth network we cover all things spooky like horror movies true crime the supernatural and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible so join your favorite ghoul friends every saturday wherever you listen to podcasts and become a spooky babe <laughs> so spooky babes we'll see you in your nightmares Hey,
2: Twisted Listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva. And this is Twisted Listeners, a podcast about murder.
1: And lists.
2: Brought to you by the Podmoth Podcasting Network. Check out all the other shows. We got some new ones on there that are like not true crimey. So if you're looking for Hmm. something a little different, you can check them out. Yeah. And we are doing. What are we doing? We're doing vampires. We're doing yeah vampires. vampires, The
1: sequel. A couple days delay, and all of a sudden our brains are like turned around. Yeah.
2: Mush, dude. All I am so fucking busy with work. It's been fucking insane. Although we did do a little uh, twisted listers group outing last night mm-hmm and saw terrifier 2
1: yes on my urging it's my husband's favorite horror franchise yeah it's
2: really good but diva i have to say i was surprised to see you turn away from the screen a couple times i did i'm where i didn't yeah, yeah i yeah. didn't which i think i was weak i think we were both equally surprised at the reactions of the other because yeah. i'm the type of person when i watch a scary movie i will like scream and shout and like hit who's next to me and like pull my feet yeah, up yeah, off yeah. the floor and like but, but you don't turn to, away i don't and it has to be like like scary gory doesn't bother me gory but there's I'm like, a oh. few
1: things there's just a few types of things like eyeballs and like after like a couple face smashing ends i'm like oh man like sometimes it's just a reflex you know like i don't i'm like i spare myself a little bit
2: there was a point where they were pulling the insides out of a dead opossum
1: that's what that's what i couldn't look that's that when one I look.
2: it whatever they made the guts yeah. out of it reminded me of like a bean and cheese burrito and so that got me because I was like that kind of looks like food (laughs) because
1: it was an animal even though the animal was dead they weren't actively killing it but like I still couldn't look at it because I felt bad for the possum like that I felt more upset about that than I did all the people on people, the people. Yeah,
2: yeah 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 no agreed for it was sure. just a weird it was a weird thing i got to say um yeah. anyway it was a good movie you guys it was fucking hilarious actually yeah. um yeah. you guys should go watch it if you art have strong stomachs yeah art the I clown s-
1: i stand art the clown
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we're here for uh part 2 of vampire's take 2 because we've done this topic mm-hmm. before so this is a good halloweeny topic yes. and just a quick note i've been listening to some podcasts that I used to really like that I don't like so much anymore. Mm. And I'm just gonna tell you guys that we will never have an intro longer than five minutes. And anytime we do, mm. I cut it out because
1: of like us chatting, you mean? Yeah,
2: because yeah. like if, even if we get chatty, like nobody wants to hear that shit. So yeah. um real quick, if you'd like to join us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com backslash twisted listers. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to join us on TikTok, it's just at twisted listers. If you'd like to join us on Instagram, which is where we're most active, you can join us at what? Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> start that. Start that again. Oh my god. All right.
2: Just uh, join us on Instagram at Twisted Listers Pcast. If you'd like to check out our website, you can do that at Twisted dot com. And if you'd like to send us an email with case suggestions or just to say hello, you can do that at Twisted Listers Pod dot com. And I think that's it. So
1: let's get into it. Yeah. Do I go first? I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. Who picked? I think this? I concluded with battery last time right i yes, i picked yeah, this yeah so you go first okay we yeah. got it our okay. lives are together you guys all, okay. right. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> here we go okay all right so mine's a little shorter but it is very strange and stupid um mm. this is a story of a french guy named nico Clau. oh i was looking um, at
2: this one yeah.
1: c-l-a-u-x uh-huh. french uh this all happened or began i guess in 1994 in paris we're going to paris Woo-hoo. um a i was just in paris in a taxi cab i didn't do anything i was just there in transit but it was mm-hmm. cool to see it from the taxi it was awesome yeah um, paris
2: is a beautiful city it is cool
1: so a tiny bit about nico's background his grandfather died when he was 10 years old and they had reportedly been arguing at the time so he blamed himself for his grandfather's death but like it I don't know. This is Mm -hmm. all kind of like, most of what I'm going to say comes from Nico's mouth. So take everything with a grain of salt.
2: Okay, gotcha.
1: So he would later cite, this is how he became kind of obsessed with death. Uh, He, as a very like young kid slash teen, he would, uh, got really into going to graveyards and he just went like full Ed Gein to start with. He claimed Mm -hmm. he would steal bodies from graves and kind of make home decor out of bones, you know, Ed gein Mm -hmm. type stuff.
2: From the time he was little? He claims, okay, he
1: claims, yeah,
2: like or, home- or yeah, <laughs> okay, all right, whatever,
1: yeah, or or at like a, I think, maybe teen years, perhaps, yeah, um, that sounds so, better, because he's not that old, and all this happens, he's like twenty or something,, mm-hmm. um, tops, so Nico worked at a mortuary, uh, and he claims that while serving as a morgue attendant, he started to cut chunks out of the dead bodies and eat them,
2: oh, wow, just like Thirds that of meat so he's just that's where he goes grocery shopping
1: yeah exactly um (laughs) so here's a quote from nico about his experiences eating uh chunks of dead corpse meat quote uh i brought select meats home with me to be cooked but my preference was to eat them raw it tasted like tartare steak or carpaccio the big muscles of the thighs and back were good but there was no good meat in the breasts only fats People often ask me what went through my mind the first time I indulged my cannibalistic fantasy. Well, to be honest, I said to myself, quote, wow, now I'm a cannibal. Cool.
2: Wow. So on top of being a cannibal, he's also very intelligent and super deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a very analytical man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm a cannibal. Yeah. Like, when what? I
1: started to be a cannibal, I thought to myself, I'm a cannibal. <laughs> like that's so fucking profound. Um, yeah. Wow. You know, not that's to like shit. praise Dahmer, but it, but Dahmer was more like now nah, they're a part of me forever. He did that bit, right? Yeah. At least this
2: he had some weird, fucked up like
1: philosophy by yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. This guy guy's just like, I'm a cannibal now.
2: Cool. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's so funny.
1: What the fuck. All uh, right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. he also took bags of blood from uh the hospital, I guess, where he was the his work was attached to, and he Need would something add something
2: to pro- wash it down with, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Beverage. Ugh. And he he's not going grocery shopping at all. Like this is this yeah, so is where
2: he goes. <laughs> and he would
1: add protein powder to the blood and make blood protein shakes.
2: Why does that make it so
1: much worse? Because it's like chunky, <laughs> <laughs> it's like thick. <laughs> oh Brainy. my god! Yeah. So that's what Nico's doing. Um wow. on October 4th, uh 1994, Nico uh meets Terry, uh Terry Bessonnier. That was my best attempt there. You did
2: it. That sounded good. Oof,
1: yeah. Sounds good. I'm very bad at saying French words. Um, <laughs> it's my, my language Achilles heel. Okay. So uh Terry here, Terry, uh he meets him on Minitel, which is at the time a very early version of like grinder, but for kind of like a a social media slash dating thing for gay men. Okay. Um, but it's it's very early uh, okay. in the social Beta. media. Lines. It's the 90s. Yeah. Right. So, he goes for a date uh, to Terry's apartment and not long into the date, uh, pretty quickly, he shoots him four times in the head.
2: Whoa! So, okay. So, he's just, like, leveling up here.
1: Yeah. Like, he yeah, wants fresher meat. Yes. yes. Uh, well, yeah okay so he doesn't actually eat him though i don't think um he instead sits there as he bleeds out he didn't die instantly he sat there and he claims that he sat and ate cookies and watched him die
2: that's fucking that's just and he says that
1: he did it so he because he wanted to watch someone die that's it
2: so this Um, is almost like a separate thing in a way a
1: separate mission for him i guess
2: i mean like obviously Um, connected but not as much as i thought it was it's also
1: just a boring robbery as well because in addition to the cookies Mm uh cookie moment here he also ransacked the apartment and he took various personal items some of which are kind of souvenirish and then also took his credit cards and checks um Mm -hmm. so it's also just a robbery okay he fell under suspicion uh for the murder after he bought a vcr with a stolen check oh so brilliant. Also, okay by also what's more 90s than buying a vcr with a check <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so stupid um so true yeah holy shit uh, I didn't think about this, that. yeah so this leads police to track him down and they arrest him outside of the moulin rouge which i was like wow that's so specific in parisian
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um like okay I tried Um, to go
2: there, but it was so fucking expensive that like it's so fucking expensive. It used used to to be be...
1: where poor people drink absinthe. I
2: know. But now, thanks, fucking Lerman, you shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was his fault. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So he was. Nico here, Nico Clow, was tried in 1987 for the murder. And even though he confessed, he would ple- plead not guilty with, quote, diminished responsibility due to a diagnosis he acquired at some point of borderline personality disorder. Oh, OK. Um, he is found guilty. And I don't think... The diminished thing responsibility thing works because he gets 12 years in prison, yeah. Uh, for the French version of first degree murder and armed huh. robbery and a slew of other charges. And 12 years is like a pretty heavy sentence for France, for Europe,
2: yeah. That does that's feel like pretty hard, honestly. Pretty legit, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's not America, so uh, in prison, he corresponds with serial killers Patrick Kearney, the trash bag murderer
2: oh shit okay Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. doug
1: clark the sunset strip killer Mm -hmm. uh and he really gets into being like a serial killer super fan um he also starts doing paintings of serial killers that he sells Mm. they're very they're very bad um (laughs) he ultimately serves seven and a half years of his sentence and he gets out in 2002 okay uh since then nico has Love talking about the murder and his cannibalistic past. He also claims he did necrophilia and had sex with raped the bodies. Um, some people doubt the veracity of his claims of cannibalism because again, we don't have a ton of evidence besides his word. We mm-hmm. just know he did that one murder, right? Right. Um, and also suspicious if he's such a diehard cannibal, why didn't he eat any of that body, right?
2: Yeah, that's super that's weird, weird. Like, if that's it your is.
1: thing. Um, but again, he also really may have, because this guy fucking sucks. So he let's let's not like completely doubt it, because he okay. definitely could have been rocking those blood milkshakes. Um, oh,
2: God, that's yeah. so gnarly.
1: And he did work at a morgue, so it could have happened. Oh,
2: oh,
1: okay. um, he is now presently, very much present in the world, in the internet, and he's super douchey and annoying. So I just have to make fun of him um he goes by like
2: like he's online and shit
1: oh yeah everywhere a thousand places uh he goes by nicholas castellau in some places and nico clow he lives in paris uh he thinks he's a super great painter his paintings suck um he has also written books a book called the cannibal cookbook oh that claims to be like they've published it no, no, it's very self-published. Oh, okay.
2: Like can you get but, it on Amazon? Like what's the deal here? I
1: mean maybe, but it is very self-published. Um you can put any book out you want, really. Right. Um, but it's claims to be recipes for people. Me, right? <laughs> recipes um,
2: for people.
1: <laughs> for for people cooking. People. Yeah, for cooking. Um people. his other titles include The Black Bible of the Devil. He also wrote a book in French about Mayhem and boresom because of course he loves those guys. Mm-hmm. I just covered them on satanic murders or what was that it or what was it it I was forget why.
2: i forget what it was but I yeah, the topic was, yeah. But I covered that. that guy's a fucking asshole
1: barge weakness specifically yes, sucks. he's also very present and around and he also sucks
2: yeah they're the um, worst we should go yeah, troll um, them i would love to
1: um <laughs> so i'm trying to do it right now a little bit um uh, so nico clow also um has a, a website um which i won't even list the name of or url because you can find it if you really want but don't give this guy any attention or hits um i had to for research so i'll tell you about it okay. um he sells on his website serial, serial killer collectibles quote murderabilia and adult products oh, because God. he also in addition to the cannibal cookbook sells uh, serial killer themed dildos what the fuck which that's a product you now know exists
2: yeah um, i wish i didn't like I don't even <laughs> yeah. don't even explain to me. Actually, I kinda wanna know how that works. Like how exactly does that work? Like look, how do you like
1: look one of there it's pretty lazy. One of them's just like a bone shape. Oh. Which is like, lame. And the other one's like a crucifix shape.
2: Oh, that's stupid.
1: It's not that creative. Um, yeah, that's like duh. it's not the it's not like a three D sculpture of a whole ass serial killer or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not God. that crazy. No. Okay. It's not that great. Uh, He also has a serial killer pinups coloring book that he created Uh, on January 28th, 2022. He did a tweet uh, trying to promote this naked serial killer coloring book where it says, quote, ever dreamt of seeing crime celebrities naked? Say no more.
2: Oh, he calls them crime celebrities.
1: Yeah. And also like, here's a cool thing. I have never wanted to see these people naked. And it's like extremely stupid because it's like, the least sexy people like the least sexy serial killers and he's like putting basically doing drawings that paste their head on top of like fake sexy naked bodies
2: that's so gross like it's so dumb and gross like ted bundy just because i mean that would be the first place i go because people think he's hot which is disgusting like uh, i don't know i don't know
1: no it's really gross people too how about big ed Sorry. It's not just like the ones you think of as attractive. It's like really gross ones. I need to find an example.
2: No, you don't. <laughs>
1: it's, like, <laughs> it's not like even ones that are like traditionally uh, hot, quote unquote, um, which they're not. But right, um, you got it. Don't I mean? Don't check it out. But yeah, yeah. these are the kinds of things he sells it's Oof. very fucking lame um also a lot of it just looks extremely poor quality and it's extremely marked up in price like one of the things he has on his store is like these guillotine earrings which i'm positive are like mass produced in china i've seen them on etsy and he right. has them for 250 dollars oh fuck
2: off They're like, like little like,
1: plastic things probably yeah I'm so like an idiot um anyway that's my short little tale about nico clow he sucks don't give him any money or attention and even if you are someone who likes murderabilia which don't be that person yeah. do not buy it from him like
2: those earrings are fine. Like that's not directly related to like murder. Like that that's those are cute. You know, that's a cute little like Halloween y kind of thing. But don't, don't get it I from him. get it from him. Yeah. No. And also like don't don't go as far as like specific serial killers, like that kind of shit's too much. Too much. Anyway. Much too okay. much. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it is. Well, thank you. All right. I'm going to do Alan Menzies, and I'm telling you oh. right now that I chose him because his last name sounds like Menzies, and I'm fucking 12, so <laughs> I was like, what a cool name, huh? Nice. And then I had listened, like, uh, not listened, I read about him. Actually, I did watch, like, a little bit of a YouTube, which was hilarious, um, and I realized this is kind of a cool story. So let's talk about him. This is Alan Menzies. He grew up in West Lothian, Scotland. <clears throat> He's a little bit older than me, or, well, he would have been spoiler alert uh he grew up getting uh, bullied endlessly he had no friends he wasn't good with other actually he's younger than me I take that back he's like 10 years younger than me apologies again okay so anyway he grew up getting bullied he had no friends he wasn't good with other people uh he was just one of those kind of kids and his parents were like cool as far as I can tell like he didn't have like a bad childhood he didn't have like a great childhood he just had a childhood like anybody else you know So it wasn't like, oh, his dad beat him or his mom was this or that. Like, it was just a normal. He grew up normal. But he was really in his own head. He was really given into fantasy worlds. Like, he didn't spend a lot of time talking to other people. He spent a lot more time, you know just watching movies and just hanging out by himself. So he gets really into movies and video games and, you know, kind of like kids do. um, And then he gets into more, like, violent movies and video games. So he's one of those kids that, like, goes to school and comes home and just, like, gets on the computer, gets on the video games, starts watching TV. And um, from there, he gets really into serial killers. So he goes from, like, violent video games to serial killers. And then he takes what I like to call now I've, I've dubbed this the serial killer step where he himself becomes a serial killer and he gets really into Nazis. Mm, so okay. Like, because like you can be into violent video games. You yes. You can be into serial killers in that you're interested in them. Obviously, hi, we're here. But I feel like when you take that third step, like that's the new mm-hmm. triad. It's mm-hmm. like, Nazis,
1: Nazis are, is absolutely always the step too far. It yeah. really is.
2: Every time. Yeah. So, you know, he's going down this really bad path. But what I think it is, is because he was bullied in school, because he didn't have any friends, because he felt like he didn't have any control over his own life or his social life. um, He wanted power and control. And so he saw that in like Nazis. He saw that in these like dictators, you know, like he sees them almost as role models for how to like get back at people who've wronged you and take control of your life. Right. Um, anyway, so the bullying at school, uh, continues and in junior high, he becomes mm. suicidal, but I also think, and I, I never say things like this, but I'll explain why, because I don't want to get like yelled at. I think it was as much a cry for attention as anything. Yeah. Because he brought a noose to school, mm. showed it to another kid, told him he was going to kill himself
0: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then
2: didn't do anything with it. So it was just one of those things. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to get. He definitely wants attention. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, it's it's an immature kind of way of, of crying for help. And it's really unfortunate that that's the case, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so from there after that, he's like, you know what? I'm fucking pissed. Like, I'm tired of being the victim. I want to get revenge. And I think a lot of this comes from like reading about serial killers and like instead of being like, oh, that's fucked up, being like, oh, that's how I want to be, you know. Yeah. So this next part kind of depends on where you get your information. According to copycat killers, that TV show, which I watched a little snippet, um, they say here that Alan was kind of the victim getting picked on by this kid. But then according to the actual victim in the part of mm. the story. Alan was the bully. So it kind of depends. You know, the, the person who ended yeah. up being victimized is like Alan was a school bully, but then this show was like Alan was constantly picked on and was not the bully. So I think that Alan probably was getting picked on and just fought back, but you can decide for yourself. Yeah. So one day at school, and this is in high school, uh, Alan and this other student, Brian Fell, got into it in the hallway between classes. It's not the first time that they'd gotten into an argument, um, but this day was a little bit different uh, because on this day, Alan pulled out a nine inch hunting knife and plunged it into Brian's side.
1: Oh my God. And
2: pulled it out and attempted to stab Brian in the chest. Brian put his hand up in self defense and ended up with a very large gash in his arm, but saved himself from getting probably murdered by getting stabbed in the chest. So at least there's that. So that's pretty fucking intense. We are not yet to the vampirism. FYI. This is just okay. another thing that happened. Oof. So Alan is arrested and ends up in a young offenders institute for three years. And he gets out when he's either 18 or 19. Okay. Now as to where Alan got the, the hunting knife, it was one that he used when he would go hunting with his dad. So oh. he and his dad were super into this shit. So there's another like red flag. Yeah. Video games, violent movies, no friends, really into Nazis, really into seri- serial killers and really into hunting. And according to Brian, again, who's the victim, Alan not only was super into hunting, but he was really into like skinning animals, just like hurting animals and then like telling Mm-mm. everybody about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. And in fact, Brian ended up spending multiple days in the hospital after the attack, not just because of the stab wound, but because he had to be on heavy antibiotics as the knife he was stabbed with had been used to skin a bunch of animals and then had not been washed.
1: Ew, ew, ew,
2: ew. Yes, it's really fucking gross. After Alan was released three years later, he went back to living at home with his mom and dad and kind of started this whole weird fantasy life all over again. Okay. He did have one friend, a guy named Thomas. I believe they'd been friends since high school. So they're about the same age. And they spent a lot of time together, as neither really had any other friends. Alan was at one point working, I think, as a security guard, but he'd lost his job. So mostly just hung out at home playing video games and watching TV, same old, same old, right? He and Thomas would like get together to watch video games and or watch movies and play video games. And both were like peripherally into goth stuff so like they both kind of liked you know metal music and they were both kind of like they didn't look like goth kids but I think they were just kind of quietly goth yeah like weirdly like not super outwardly goth at this point they're about 22 years old 20 or 22 and this is Mm -hmm. in 2002 so yeah they are my age I don't know why I can't do fucking math I'm like (laughs) this happened in 2002 they're 10 years younger than me. No, they're not. They're like two years older than me. Anyway, so one night in the summer of 2002, Thomas comes over and he brings a movie with him. The movie he brings with him is The Queen of the Damned, starring all-around amazing badass Aaliyah. Rest in mm. peace. Beautiful,
1: beautiful Great woman. movie. Great campy vampire. Really, yeah. Early 2000s. New metal. Yes,
2: exactly. Maybe. All the things that I think these guys are into, it, like, mm-hmm. embodies that, right? Yeah.
1: They probably cool. also love Underworld.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Thomas brings this over. This is a movie uh, based on a story by Anne Rice. If you don't know who she is, yes, you do, because you're listening to our podcast. but basically <laughs> I did all the vampire um, chronicles, so Interview with the Vampire, Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned. There's a gajillion more. Um, I actually read most of them when I was pretty young. Uh, The Vampire Lestat gets really whiny and long-winded, and I couldn't finish it, but like Queen Mm -hmm. of the Damned I finished, and obviously Interview with the Vampire. It's all sexy vampire stuff. It is, and when you cast Brad Pitt as a sexy vampire, you're just winning at life, so I got really into these for a while. So in this movie, Lestat goes to bed... But he goes to bed he goes to sleep for like 200 years wakes back up and he's in like modern day he decides he wants to become a rock star and why not because he's a vampire mm-hmm. he can do what he wants and his amazing rock and roll music like awakens the queen of the damned Ak- akasha awesome. yeah and she can, yeah and she can control like anybody she control can control vampires humans whatever so that's kind yeah. of the basis of this story so they watch this movie and alan becomes straight up obsessed like cannot get enough of this movie he becomes completely enamored by Aaliyah, and more so by her character akasha Mm -hmm. or acacia i think it's akasha and what's really sad is that Aaliyah had actually died six months before this movie came out yes so by the time these guys are watching it on home video she's already been dead for a while it was like how the heath
1: ledger died before the the dark knight came out that that thing
2: yeah so it's really fucking sad um the movie did not do very well but like alia got a lot of praise for her acting yeah so i think like alia's being dead sort of played into his fantasy because he could like talk to her in his head Mm. and he becomes like so obsessed with this movie he watches it hundreds of times he watches all he basically does is watch this movie like when he's not doing any, like when he's not like at the grocery store or fucking eating dinner with his parents. Yeah, he's watching this fucking movie. That's like mm. all he's doing. Okay, and it's it's like next level fucking over the top, right? Um, he starts, you know, thinking that Akasha is talking to him.
0: Mm. She's telling
2: him like he want he has to become a vampire. She wants him to come live with him. I mean, it's like really over the top. Like fantasy shit in his head. Okay, so this is you know been going on for about six months, and on December eleventh, two thousand two, Thomas comes over again. They've been hanging out, and Thomas is used to Alan just wanting to watch the movie, and Alan again puts the movie on. It's nighttime. Thomas is over. They're gonna hang out. This time, Thomas just loses it. He's like, "Dude, this movie is not that good. Like, I know I showed this movie to you, but it's like, let's watch it and then move the fuck on with our lives. Like, what is wrong with you?" Ali is not even a good actress. Like, this movie is fucking
1: cheesy. Like, I was going to say also that, like, most of this, except for the delusions in his head, otherwise sounds like me with Lord of the Rings in high school, because this is exactly how I was.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm just going to watch it on repeat all the time. I've done that with yes. movies. Like, I've got deeply into something where, like, all I want to do is yeah. like, spend time in that world. So I totally yeah. understand it. Yeah. It's happened to me with books more than movies, but definitely with both. Yeah. Um, but it, it's getting to the point of, like, real unhealthy obsession. And so Thomas, like I said, I think both these guys are kind of like, I don't want to talk shit, but like I get the feeling of like incel from both of them a little bit, Mm -hmm. just kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, based on the way that they interact. So they're talking shit. He's and and Thomas is talking shit to Alan, being like, this movie sucks. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? And then disparaging Aliyah directly, Alan gets pissed and he's like, get the fuck out of my house. So Thomas is like, are you seriously like kicking me out? Alan's like yeah get the fuck out of here you know I I have to defend Akasha's honor you've insulted her like get out he tells Thomas to leave and then the next day Thomas is nowhere to be found Thomas doesn't come home and then it's been about a week and nobody's seen Thomas finally Thomas's parents call the police and they report him missing they tell police that he was last seen at Alan's house and again, you know, Thomas didn't really have any friends. So Alan's really the only person they would be talking to anyway. So they go to Alan's house and he seems totally normal. He's like, nope, sorry, we got in an argument. He even tells him, like, we got in an argument. I asked him to leave and he left. So he downplays the argument because, you know, it's a fucking vampire. It's, a, it's over a vampire movie, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck? So the cops are like, okay, cool. Thanks so much. But pretty quickly after the police leave, Alan's parents notice his demeanor changes um, he's more moody, he doesn't want them coming into his room, he's like a teenager all over again. And at one point, Alan's dad comes into his room and he sees a couple drops of blood on the floor and Alan's like, it's my own blood, I cut myself, like, leave me alone. Okay. And his dad's like, okay, you know, you're a fucking weirdo, like, you very well could have just done this to yourself or whatever, right? So, uh, a few days later, Alan sees Thomas's mom. So, like, Al- Alan is no longer a suspect, like, Maybe something happened after Thomas left. He left at night, you know, whatever. But he sees Thomas's mom at the grocery store and he says something really fucking weird to her. He looks at her and he walks up to her with a bottle of bleach in his hands. And he says, do you think this would remove blood stains from my carpet? And Thomas's mom is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, my kid was last seen with you and this is what you're saying? So she immediately goes to the police and they're like, oh, thanks so much for doing our job for us. You know, we'll look into it. And they go back and they interview Alan again. And remember, Alan has already stabbed another kid in elementary school. And this is like something the police could easily have known. So it's kind of like the fact that this had to happen for them to even look into him is a little crazy to me, you know. So they question him again. And again, he has nothing to say. But this time police notice that his demeanor is very different. So they're like, okay, he said the same thing. We got in an argument. I asked him to leave. That's it. But they search the property around his house. They're like, fuck this. We're just gonna, we're not gonna trust this kid. We're gonna search the area. And they find a shirt and a pair of pants completely covered in blood. They take it and they test it for blood. And it belongs to Thomas, shockingly. So they have Thomas's bloody clothing on Alan's property. And now it's a homicide case. And not only is it a homicide case, but now, of course, they're zeroing in on Alan. So the day after the second interview, Alan overdoses and ends up in the hospital. So a suicide attempt directly after a police interview is a pretty strong sign. But again, he denies yeah. it from his bed. He's like, it was an accident. I just like using drugs. I used too many. So police keep looking because, you know, without a body, there's often no case. So they continue to search. They've got the bloody clothes. They know it's him, but they can't figure it out. Five weeks after Thomas went missing. Police find his body very near Alan's house. Okay. Not on the property, but very, very near. Thomas had been stabbed over 40 times, and it also had his head bashed in. Yeah. (sighs) So, real brutal. Yeah. Alan is brought in again, and this time, he finally fucking cracks. One sec. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. sick of this it's like getting worse i think
1: it must be a helicopter because it's circling around
2: yeah but i only have about a half a page left thank fucking god so okay and what he tells them is the truth question mark because you have to remember that this guy is like solidly living in a fantasy world and, of course, his truth is centered around, like, the Queen of the Damned, Akasha, and his desire to become a vampire. So he tells police that he knew he had to kill someone be- to become a vampire because Akasha told him to. He tells them that Akasha had come to him in his dreams and said she'd make him a vampire. So he was already kind of on track to kill someone. But I don't mm-hmm. think he intended it to be his only friend. Um, but according to Alan, he snapped when Thomas, you know, talked shit on the movie. and Oh, so- my God. It became like the perfect setup for him because he already yeah. wanted to kill somebody. To defend Aaliyah's honor. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got these two things going on. He wants to kill someone to be a vampire and then he's right. pissed off at his friends. So there you go. And okay. it, the, as in the past, he acted on his violent impulse. So he said what happened was he got really angry and he grabbed one of his hunting knives. It was a, a Bowie knife this time. Mm-hmm. He stabbed Thomas in the face, head and yeah. shoulders. Ugh. But shockingly, none of these stabs are fatal. So Thomas runs upstairs, because of course they were in the basement, and he runs into Alan's room. Alan gives chase and catches Thomas in his room, corners him, grabs a hammer, and bashes his fucking head in. Jesus. He later said that while he was doing this, he heard Aaliyah's voice in his head telling him to kill Thomas so he could become a vampire.
1: Oh, my dude, that was not. That no. was not Aaliyah. No, no, that was not the R and B singer we all no. love adore. Yeah,
2: yeah no, uh, I had her. I was wearing a shirt with her on it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, oh gosh, that's funny." I'm awesome. researching this. Yeah, it's such yeah. A sad. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> um, so after Thomas was dead, he said the queen was happy with him, and then he proceeded to not only drink Thomas's blood, but also eat a chunk of his skull.
1: Okay, wait a minute. Skull, not brain,
2: not flesh. One place I read that it was his brain four places okay. i read that it was his actual skull
1: that is not that edible bones no. aren't edible did You're he not cook it
2: i don't know i hope it fucking cut him when he pooped it out though
1: that <laughs> that sorry. is very i mean it must but have honestly, been sm- super small and he swallowed it yeah it must have been yeah because you can't like eat a big chunk of bone
2: no no you can't but maybe it was his brain i don't know because okay. yeah eating a bone seems really over the top it's really to hard yeah, yeah. I mean, then,
1: you can put anything in your mouth. There's a guy on My Strange Addiction, my favorite show from back in the yeah. day, who would just eat glass. Like, you just put glass, glasses in his mouth and just break it.
2: That's insane. So. How did he not die? He
1: was doing it. I don't so know.
2: fucking easy to kill you. It's like if you yeah. eat a magnet, like, you're fucking done, man. That shit will oh, tear yeah. your insides there's the up. There's people
1: drinking gasoline. There's people doing all kinds of stuff.
2: That is so insane. Just take some iron. You guys are just lacking iron. If you're like no, they have that eating dirt. Like you need iron.
1: There is a disease. I forget what it's called. Where you crave eating like inanimate objects, though. That is like a thing.
2: That's so weird. I don't. Yeah, know. that's, that's a real up. thing. Yeah. Well, this guy ate a piece of his friend's bone yeah. of his skull, which is so fucked. Yeah. He then buried Thomas in that shallow grave not far from his house. He stripped him naked and like dumped the clothing elsewhere, which I find to be really interesting that he did that. Like, were you trying to not get caught? You know, and I think that came into play later in the um in his trial because he went to trial and he attempted to say that he was, you know, insane, it was diminished, you know, capacity or whatever. But if you then bury the body, if you then bury the clothing separate from the body, you're taking steps to not get caught. So when you do something like that, you have to have the presence of mind to do something yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not just something that you do when you're in, like, some weird episode where you're not thinking straight. So he goes to trial, and he gets convicted, and he gets, I don't think, it's in Scotland, so I don't even know that they have, like, like life without release you know like i think you have to have like a non-parole period but eventually you'll get out but uh so he went to prison in 2003 that same year just months after he was you know incarcerated they found him dead in his cell Uh. and i believe that he had strangled himself okay and he was on suicide watch and they just did not watch him so, not watched enough, I yes, guess. Definitely yeah. not watched. So Alan Menzies did not become a vampire as he thought he would. Um, but you know, I also wonder if that's actually true. Because I don't think he was obsessed to the point where he knew that where he didn't know that he was making it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he had a break with reality, really. I think that he was using that as an excuse because he's a violent person.
1: Like kind of how we talked about for like the the devil made me do with things. It was like for cases, it was mostly people using that as like a bullshit.
2: Yeah, like this guy already attempted to kill somebody in high school. You know, it's not, it's like six years later, he finally succeeds in doing it, but it's not it's not because he was out of his mind. It's because he's a fucked up person, you know? Yeah. Um, But the blood drinking and the skull eating, like that to me does lend credibility to the idea that he thinks that he's going to become a vampire. But I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of bullshit, but yeah, I mean, obviously something's going on if he's killing, if he killed himself, you know, he's not
1: right. No, I mean, he could have had multiple reasons to kill him. And then like, you know, his vampire super fandom just got, he got out of hand with the the blood drinking (laughs) yeah
2: but yeah he drank blood he ate skull he possibly ate brain uh real fucked up i don't think Aaliyah would want her name attached to that so no 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 yeah no so there it is that's those are our two for
1: today yeah vampires
2: yes i feel like we've had a really hard time recording lately because of all the like distractions and weird shit going on so hopefully they're still entertaining you guys i apologize if they're a little disjointed um anyway what are we doing next week is it my choice it is i think i want to do the one that you mentioned i realized that we're releasing one on halloween so we could continue with the halloween themes but i feel like we did a really good job covering a lot of halloween themes one, right? i think i'd like to do witnesses who've been murdered before they could testify oh, I think okay that's a really interesting um topic it could be really frustrating I think in a lot of ways because okay. I guarantee there's like rich dudes who have like killed people before they could testify and then they got off and so we could... victims who knew too much yes the man who knew too much it's, it's a little spooky. spooky it could be spooky yeah it's a little, yeah. There's a Alfred, an Alfred Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock movie the man who knew too much mm-hmm. that's a fucking creepy ass movie okay so we may not do anything that riveting but it'll be along those lines so that's what yeah. I'd like to okay hear. sounds good sweet to okay well I guess that's all for today guys So, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, our vampire stories scared you and excited you. Yeah, everybody have a fucking amazing Halloween. Go see *Terrifier* two. And (laughs) uh, until next week, stay off our. Yes. Bye.